today on Learn Me Something. The future versus deep dive. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Caleb and this is my co-host Josiah. Hello. And uh, this is episode nine of Learn Me Something, the world's first truly competitive podcast. Yeah, it is. How you feeling, Josiah? Uh, pretty good. I am pretty excited for my topic this week. Nice. That's good. I would, yeah. I would be disappointed if you weren't excited about it. <laughs> I'm I'm actually like kind of dreading my topic this week. <laughs> no, I'm not. So uh, we've done a lot of these now. We're getting close. The next episode is our big 10th episode special edition. Yeah, our 10th episode anniversary. <laughs> so each week there's a winner and a loser. Um, based on who presented the topic better, and Caleb lost last week. So uh, what did you have to do? Yeah, so this last punishment was actually preferable to the previous one, which if you listen to the last episode, I actually ate the uh, spiciest wings from Buffalo Wild Wing on the episode. And so after that, really anything kind of seemed nice. So this punishment that I had to do for losing that episode was uh, take cold showers for a week. And yeah, it's like a nice contrast from yeah, re- heat f- to cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I appreciated the irony of that punishment because my topic was on uh, having good ideas in the shower. Yeah. And uh, so I guess the biggest part of the punishment there was not being able to have those ideas because it kind of took away from the freedom to you know have creative ideas because i was just unhappy yeah i've heard that like cold showers are very healthy like much more healthy than hot yeah, showers i don't think i i think you'd have to take them longer to kind of yeah. get used to them uh-huh. but and i take showers at night most of the time which isn't okay. helpful because i i think probably it's it better you if you take it in the morning yeah, <laughs> yeah. then you're a little more awake and feeling alive but yeah i mean it was not terrible uh, yeah. the worst one was uh yesterday actually i got up early and took a shower early in the morning and i got in and i had forgotten about it so i got in with the shower was hot oh. and that was nice and then like 30 seconds into it i remembered that i had to be taking cold showers for the week. So I had to turn while I was in the shower, I had to turn it from the nice, warm, comfortable hot to the freezing yeah. cold. And that was kind of brutal. Not enjoyable. Yeah. Not too bad though. That's it seems like it's probably the tamest punishment that we've probably done so far. Yeah, it's more that's that's what's fun about these is some of them are just horrible and miserable. Like the First one I did, the backwards 5K. <laughs> yeah. Like, that one was just horrible. And the spicy wing one was horrible. But then other ones, like this one, are just inconvenient and, like, mildly yeah. frustrating. <laughs> and that's, like, a punishment yep. all on its own. Yeah. All that to yeah. say, um, I would prefer to win this one. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, bring it. Bring it. I'd like to see you try. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to play a game <laughs> to see who goes first. And uh, we've decided on doing a geography quiz. Yeah. So uh, we both have it pulled up. Here we go. Highest Ready? 
Score wins. Three, two, one, go. Play. Oh. Oh, no. This is going to be quite embarrassing. Where the heck is Iowa? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I knew knew that. Oh, shoot. Okay. So I have been to most of, like, the West Coast and Central United States. But the East Coast, I'm like, nothing. I like. I just don't know. I'd, I'm so bad at the Midwest. This Holy is cow. horribly embarrassing. This is yeah. This is almost too embarrassing to put in the podcast. That's Iowa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. Oh, Montana. I know that one. Man. Oh no. <laughs> okay, that's Alabama. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Okay, I'm done. All right. Uh, give me a second. I'm, I got the West. I just got to click through real quick. Shoot. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm, in, I'm actually embarrassed to tell you my score. Me too. I am too. What did you get? Uh, so I finished in 2 minutes and 58 seconds, and it said I got a 54%. Oh, no. <laughs> I I took a little bit longer. I got three minutes thirty nine seconds, and I got eighty two percent. Oh well, that that's probably the difference between you and me is that I when I didn't know it, I just started like clicking around. Yeah, so yeah, I, and I that probably ruined my accuracy, but it helped me with speed. My, I, I had a really hard time with the Midwest and the <laughs> East Coast, those small states. The the Northeast really just messed me up, and. Uh, like the Southeast one, and I've like driven through all those and I still got most of them wrong, <laughs> except like Florida <laughs> and Louisiana cause it's an L. Uh, well, I guess I, we should probably go by accuracy and not just by time because I just was clicking fast. So I guess that makes you yeah. the winner. Would you like to go first? Um, I'm going to have you go first okay. this week. Yeah. Fine. Bring it. Fine. Bring it, boy. Fine. Okay. I will. Okay, Josiah. Um, so here's the thing about my topic today. We've been doing a lot of topics about like the past and history, cool things that have happened. So today I thought I would bring to you just a blanket predictive overview of the future. If you'll oh. allow it. Okay. So lots of lots of guesses about what's gonna happen. Yeah, so I wanna I I wanna preface this by saying that this is the first topic I think where it's not entirely factual. So there's gonna be some okay. prediction based off of things okay. that are happening now. Okay. If that, educated guesses. Edu- educated guesses. And that's the fun yeah. of it. And you can even jump in if you'd like, because we're all just guessing okay. here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um and I also want to say I'm I purposefully left out stuff like politics and you know like when the world is going to end things like that and just kind of stick with some cool things that are coming I guess. Um Yeah. Anyway, with that said, I did pick a few key categories that I wanted to touch on because they're exciting. And so the first thing when it comes to the future that you have to kind of discuss is technology, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
And basically, I just threw a massive list of things that I found interesting um, <laughs> onto like a notes page. But I'm going <laughs> to stick for right now, I'm going to stick with just some base things. Um, so the first thing is computer speed. And this is kind of going to kind of be the basis of where the world is heading okay. throughout the rest of this. Uh, and so to talk about computer speed, you really want to talk about Moore's Law. Do you know Moore's Law? Uh-uh. Okay, so it's a guy named Gordon, Gordon Moore, um, and he's from 1965 is when he made his big theory, which is interesting that it's held so true and accurate. Um, he basically said that every 18 months or so, transistors are going to double in technology and it's going to get less expensive. Basically, what that means is the more transistors you have, the more processing power you have. So if you double transistors, you double processing power. Um, so basically okay. saying technology is going to double in power every year, two years. Um, when he said that, this is 1965, and there were about 2,300 transistors at the time. And now we're in 2020, and we're looking at billions. So that's just the scope of how much technology has advanced in like such a short amount of time, which is actually insane. So step number one in our future of our world is basically nanotechnology and the ability to continue to double in processing power. So if you think about that, like think about how much power we already have and how crazy it's going to be to be able to double that next year and the year after and the year after. Mm -hmm. Isn't that wild? Yeah, I always think about how I feel like currently right now is is the future. Uh-huh. Like everything that's happening now is just so crazy complex and how fast it's come along. Yeah. Just technologically. And like my brain is so small and closed-minded. I'm like, we've kind of already <laughs> figured everything out. Like once yeah. we can kind of figure out cancer, then we should be good. Then we've pretty <laughs> much got it all solved. <laughs> got all, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's just hard for me to see that see it continue to grow as fast as it's been growing. Yeah. That was another thing that was fun for me while I was kind of researching this topic is like we can make our guesses based off of what we know, but it's pretty much impossible to make a guess off of something you don't know. So like what's going to come around that we've never even heard of? Yeah. That's going to yep. completely change everything. Basically, my topic today is just to get you excited about like the next few years. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the foundation of why tech's going to be awesome and also kind of scary. So uh, that leads us to how tech is going to be used. And this is where things, we, this is where we start making guesses. We know processing power is going to continue to get better. So this is when we start making guesses based off of what's happening yeah. and where I personally think, and all the uh, infinitely smarter people than me that I've read about think <laughs> yeah. for the future. Um, so here's how tech is going to be used. 
we're used to or have been used to using tech externally. So if you want something, you go to a thing and you look at it and you manipulate the thing and that's how you get your information or accomplish your task or whatever you're looking to do, right? Like going to Amazon and finding the thing you want and clicking buy. Yeah, buy so now you, and then. if you want to do something, you interact with the thing. So you pull out yeah. the iPhone or you get onto your computer or, yeah. you know, oh, turn on your TV, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, my prediction and the prediction of a lot of people that I read from who are actual experts and not just uh, noob podcast hosts is that technology is be- going to become ingrained in our life instead of just something we go to. It's going to be something that's like a part of us. So it's kind of crazy. And the reason I think it's heading this way is because we're already getting closer to that. So for example, well, I'm not cool enough to have this technology, but like if you want it to be colder in your house, now a lot of people only have to say it out loud. Say, hey, okay, mm-hmm. Google, turn down the temperature or hey, Siri, hey, Alexa, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, turn down the temperature. And then you've also got wearable tech, which is mm-hmm. all like already. So you've got technology that's already kind of becoming a part of you. So technology that's like uh, analyzing parts of your body and giving you predictions based off of certain things. And so like so, a, a smartwatch or I guess what Google used to do with Google Glass. They're not doing that anymore, are they? Uh, I don't know about Google, actually. I haven't but, heard about that in a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, to mention on wearable tech really fast, I think that's the first step so the next, if I had to make a guess, and you're welcome to jump in with predictions, you have too. I think that tech is going to become less about external things like an iPhone that you carry and keep in your pocket, and it's going to turn more into wearable tech. So already, like the watch, the smart watch industry is kind of taking over, and you also have like the intelligent headphones where you know, you're able to do whatever you want without ever interacting with your phone. You can kind of just, so you're walking around with something and if you want to talk to someone, you just push a button or say who you want to talk to. So now Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you've kind of left this device behind that you used to carry around to push call Josiah or whatever. And now you just have this piece of you that just already has that connection feature that you don't Mm -hmm. have to physically externally really mess with. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. Definitely. Um, so then the next thing in the wearable tech is the glasses like you were talking about. And that was kind of like a weird trend, I feel like a couple years ago, but then died off because yeah. they were weird <laughs> yeah. looking. Yeah. But there's a lot of really solid rumors that Apple is making Apple glasses or Apple glass or whatever hip name mm. they're going to call it. Yeah. And like technology that's supposed to release in 2021. So really nothing that's far away, but something that I think personally is going to kind of take over, um, which is already kind of crazy. And so that is going to be, I think, 
if I had to make a guess, that's going to be the start of the ingrained in life technology movement, if yeah. that makes sense. Because that yeah. is all augmented reality, which I think is where things are going to go. Hmm. So instead of turning to a device when you want something, you're just going to see the technology and see everything just looking around. It'll be, it's still external in that you're wearing it on your face, but it'll be a part of your vision constantly and not something that you turn to. Yeah, you interact with it very differently. Have you looked into Neuralink at all? Yes. So that, that's where I'm headed with this. I'm, okay. I'm walking okay. through kind of step by, I'm trying to kind of ease us in through the years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so in my opinion, the next couple of years, that's where we're headed is wearable yeah. tech that's going to act as like something that's already ingrained in your life, something you don't turn to externally, mm -hmm. in, which includes augmented reality, AI, all that stuff that yeah. makes all of that work, which brings me to what you just mentioned, which is called transhumanism. Has you heard of that? I haven't heard the word, I don't think. Okay. Well, it's a... It's a concept everybody knows about from sci-fi. Basically, it's using technology to improve humans. So changing, changing your body with science and technology to make it better or something more than human. So that would like include prosthetics and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and wearable technology? Yeah. Okay. So I think... So what I mentioned about like uh, wearable tech, I think that's the next decade. I think that's where we're headed. From there, going into the next 50 years, I think transhumanism is where we're headed, which is cool-ish, but also kind of terrifying. Um, and so that basically is where you just add technology to your body, and that technology acts as an enhancement to your humanity. If, okay. If you want to... If you're not too scared to call it that, basically. <laughs> um, and so to talk about that a little bit more and to give a little evidence for that, um, we can talk about Neuralink, which is what you just brought up. And that is from the one guy that we bring up over and over again on this podcast, good old Elon Musk. Elon Musk, yeah. <laughs> um, so Neuralink is an Elon Musk company. And basically, it is a implant that you would put at, like, the base of your skull. And that is technology. So that would be the one of the first real brain technology things that would have, like, an impact on a lot of people. Um, so he actually did this in August of this year, not with a person, but he put one in a pig and let it interact, and the pig's name is Gertrude, in case you're curious. Yeah. That's sweet. Um, and so it interacted with the pig's snout, I think is what I read. So as the pig interacted, it showed a live feed of, like, brain activity. Yeah, I happening. saw that, and it would, like, spike as it was... Yeah. I, I don't even know what it was measuring, but... Yeah, it's just, it's all brain activity, like electrodes, you know, all those fancy brain words. Um <laughs> All that science. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But his hope for that is to be able to, as 
you learn more about how the brain works, be able to use that activity to accomplish certain goals. So people are already doing this with things like Parkinson's. There's already deep brain implants that you can get that kind of help control tremors by reading brain activity and making adjustments through that, um, which is crazy cool. And then Elon hopes that you would be able to, you know, interact with technology with the use of your brain. So without using your thumbs or saying something out loud, he wants to skip all of that, go straight to the brain activity and use that. And he's not the only one doing it. Facebook is actually also working on something, which to me just is the worst, like the dumbest use for this type of technology. But Facebook is working on a device that would be an implant, a form of transhumanism that would allow you to like post to social media with your brain. So you're thinking the words that you want to post and then having your brain Oh, uh, it sounds so that, sci-fi, so but like, yeah, this is what that, big companies are working on right now. That sounds like such a bad idea. Cause like, right. <laughs> imagine how much more stuff, more just garbage would be posted. Yeah. If you don't have to, you don't have to type it out and then read it again before you press send. Yeah. But like just in the heat of the moment, if you're like, it's like emotional or something and then you post something. And it's just going to be amplified. And... <laughs> yeah, Oof. I think... Well, and here's what's interesting about this whole thing. This this obviously is really long-term future. Like, this is not right. in the next decade, two, three decades, I don't think. Because right. there's also, like, this... Nobody has ever wanted to go beyond human before. Like, that. that's the first we're seeing this outside of, like, Star Trek. Where, you know, they're just poking at it for fiction. So I think there's going to be this whole thing of like, we're like people, people that are just against it. Like, this is bad. We don't need this, that kind of stuff. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Versus the people that are like, this is improving. So there's, I think 50 years from now, this is going to be a hot topic. If I had to make a guess. Yeah, definitely. I've thought about that before. Mm -hmm. And 50 years from now, when we're still doing this podcast, Maybe right. someone can go back and listen to this episode and laugh yeah. at us how wrong we check, were or something. Check all our predictions, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so Facebook's working on that. Neuralink is actually like a real thing. The weird thing about that one is Elon, who is notoriously known for, you know, giving really optimistic deadlines for things, yeah. yep. says that this technology could be ready in like two years. By 2022, they could be putting these in humans. And I I think at that point, it's more like Fitbit style, honestly, like mm-hmm. kind of just making sure you're healthy, giving you feedback, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And probably just like testing, the fr- like the first human testing, like just to make sure that nothing goes horribly yeah. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think, because I think you still have to learn a lot about the brain before you can use those. those devices to do certain things like interact with technology um but it's still it's still crazy that like that's the direction that the world is going as far as tech um real fast another cool aspect that you mentioned of transhumanism is prosthetics there's been some really cool breakthroughs in that in the last couple years and that's continuing to get better and better 
uh, specifically mm-hmm. with putting AI, artificial intelligence, inside of prosthetics. Um, so there's one specifically called, let's see if I can pronounce all this right, Regenerative Peripheral Nerve Interface, RPNI, is kind of a hot new study that people are working on and applying and that is basically prosthetics that attach directly to the end of the nerves where it's amputated. Mm-hmm. So basically they wrap a small piece of muscle around the amputated nerve. And then that kind of goes into the prosthetic. And from there, they use artificial intelligence and machine learning to predict human intent. And that's allowed people to feel with the prosthetic, like feel touch in some wow. prosthetics and be able to do like fine motor skills, which nobody's been able to do before. Pick things up actually like like close to what you could do with a normal hand within limits. But I mean, it's still being studied, but that's another cool direction that this transhumanism is going is the ability to link technology with the brain to be able to do what like a limb that you lost could do. Well, I didn't I didn't realize you could like connect to a nerve and like make a prosthetic nerve basically. So th- that's what they're doing is they're like <laughs> plugging the nerve into Plug their it own. In. <laughs> yeah, and then sending some little shock to make you feel stuff. Yeah, so uh, that's crazy. I mean, I and I think it's still kind of a little newborn infant technology. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's on its way. And you can see, you can look up these prosthetics, and there's some really cool stuff out there of things mm-hmm. that are, like, already in the world. And we're talking about the future, which means it's only going to get better and cooler. Yeah. Um, so that's another aspect of transhumanism is kind of being able to replace things, human body parts with actual technology that helps. Yeah. Okay, let's keep cruising along. As I said, this is kind of an overview, so I don't want to get too into stuff. I just kind of want yeah. to get you excited and thinking about all this, all these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's move on while we've got some time to transportation. So that's another big one that people like to talk about of the future of transportation. And uh, so number one, electric cars. Uh, there's a lot of analytics going into this and a lot of people kind of making predictions and here are some of the common things that I read from people that were making doing this analysis. By 2025, the number of electric cars will triple. Um, over the next 10 years, they expect about $90 billion to be put towards the switch to electric vehicles from gas-powered, uh, which is a significant amount of money. Uh, and then... By 2040, over half of all of the cars driving on the road will be electric, um, which is only 20 years away. So a lot of these things is like 2040, whoa, but like we'd just, we'd be in our 40s by the time we're seeing some of these things. I feel like that is both believable, but also like I I could see that in 20 years if people just start buying electric cars now. Mm Mm-hmm. And kind of cycle out gas cars. Like, I could see that, but it seems really quick. So I'm, like, kind of torn. Yeah, which a lot of people actually say that that number is 
uh, too small, or I guess oh, underestimated. Really? Like they think, yeah. they think it'll be even more. And it's because the price of lithium batteries are falling the more that they're developed, and that's yeah. what makes electric cars more expensive. So another analysis says that uh, electric cars could actually end up being less expensive within three to five years from now. They could become the preferable choice of car. Because it's like cheaper and cleaner and you can get zero to 60 way faster. Yeah. <laughs> right. I've That's just, what it's I just all heard about. like Teslas have crazy get up and go. Yeah. Ton of torque. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, it's going to be a long time before it's like an electric car world. Um, yeah. So one thing I read said that even if a, at like starting today, 100% of cars sold were electric, it would still be about 20, 25 years before it was only electric cars driving because there's yeah, okay. so many gas-powered cars in the yeah. world and those are just going to last a long time. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. They compared it to like plasma screen TV versus like LCD. Yeah. People started buying LCD screen TVs because they were cheaper and way better, but plasma was still around a long time because there were already so many of them. Yeah, and a lot of people aren't going to get rid of it until they have to get a new one yeah so uh yeah and electric cars i'd say that's the closest future of transportation that i can talk about because that is kind of what's happening right now with well really every company is making car models that are all electric and they're gaining popularity really fast so Mm -hmm. this this specific one isn't too much of a future like too weird to imagine Mm-hmm. Um, so let's jump ahead a little bit to autonomous cars or self-driving. Basically, there are uh, five levels of autonomy. So level two is what we currently have and what's kind of currently the thing. And that is, or like becoming a thing. And that is uh, driver assistance and safety systems. So artificial intelligence that can tell when you're crossing over the yellow line and it corrects it automatically for you. Or mm-hmm. if it sees the car stops ahead of you really fast, it hits the brakes for you. That kind of stuff. Yeah. To where you're still yep. driving, but artificial intelligence is at the point where it's able to help. Yeah. Right now, that's where we're at. We're at that level two. Level three is the next phase up, and that's where we're most quickly headed to, and that is you can operate without super active engagement, but the driver has to be ready to intervene uh, and like ready to take over the wheel if you need to. And so that's where we're headed soon, I think. Uh, But the more I researched self-driving cars, the more I read that it's kind of a ways out, which is kind of a bummer because... You know, it sound, it, people made it seem like this is all is going to be happening really soon, but we've yeah. still got a little bit before we're like, you know, all the way there. Yeah. I robot style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so level three is where we're headed next. I would guess the next couple years. And so that most likely would be not everywhere. So it'd be specific places you can do that. And it would be like low speed traffic. And the driver has to be sitting there ready to take over the wheel if they need to. Yeah. Um, yep. So the next level up, level four, is no safety driver. 
and that is, from everything I've read, still about 10 years out. Just because, you know, there's a lot of work that needs to go in before that's safe to where you can just not, like, have anyone at the wheel. Yeah. Um, and then level five, which is long-term, way down the road, super future, um, is where driving isn't an option. So that's where you get, like, these super cool cars that is like a conference room. So they drive you while everyone's kind of facing each other, that kind of thing. And there's no driving wheel or anything. That's the fully autonomous, you're not in charge, it's just taking where you want to go. <laughs> But what's crazy is, like, that's on the way well within our lifetime, I would say. Like, yeah. 20 years from now, like, we could be in our 30s or 40s and be seeing this kind of world. That's pretty crazy. How cool me. is that? That's crazy. And there's already a lot of tests, you know, where cars are doing stuff like this, but we're just, again, in the, kind of the infancy of this technology so you've got, I mean, the big push is like taxi, autonomous taxi and Uber, that kind of thing. And so there's already a lot of tests going with that to where there doesn't have to be a driver. Just a car comes and picks you up <laughs> and takes you where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's where we're headed with transportation. Wow. Okay. So lots of, lots of electric, lots of AI. Yeah. Um, sounds like. But still on the ground. No flying cars or anything. Well, I... Uh, In the near future, at least. I've got some honorable mentions that I'll say here at the end, and there's some pretty cool stuff okay. there of, like, the okay. sci-fi-sounding okay. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The last thing for transportation, just really fast, is the Hyperloop. Have you heard of that? Uh, yeah. Uh, do you want to make a guess who that who's heading that process? That's Elon, isn't yep. it? <laughs> well, yeah. there's actually... So there's Elon, uh, SpaceX, and and that's his Hyperloop. And then also Virgin is doing one. And there's another company out called Hyperloop Transportation Technologies. They're also working on one. So there's a couple big names, but of course, Elon's right there hanging out with them. Um, and so, that is a really cool, like, city-to-city -city transportation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's basically just a speed... It's a really fast, cool future train, essentially. So it's a sealed tube with a kind of train subway system looking thing inside of it and the science basically works the same general way that air hockey works which is <laughs> kind of funny to me um yeah so it's a sealed tube which means that there's little air pressure so there's no friction or air resistance which allows it to go so fast and there's okay it basically sits on what's called air skis through that's magnetism cool. and stuff like that which allows it to just fly through these tubes at about uh, 750 miles an hour is what How people are it, seeing. How uh, does it like propel itself? Does it have like a thruster in the back or something? Uh, it's actually just a guy with trekking poles <laughs> who's pushing it along. Oh, he's just pushing? <laughs> yeah. No, it's a... Uh, the conductor's just this jacked guy in the front. Yeah. I guess there's a there's like an engine in it, like some electric engine. I, I didn't look long enough to get the full extent of the science, I personally yeah. was satisfied after I read Air Hockey. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was like, oh, that's yeah, that all makes I need sense. To know. <laughs> oh, it's just maybe just like a big paddle that just kind of smacks it. <laughs> like, 
at the beginning. Like the tail of a platypus? <laughs> yeah. No, like a, like a air hockey. Oh, paddle. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like they hit it through, and then when they want to stop, they just hit the front hit of the it. other end. Yeah, that that yeah. adds up. Um, so that would go about seven hundred and fifty miles an hour would allow you to get from L.A. to San Francisco in about thirty-five to forty minutes, uh, which is significantly faster than air travel. Uh, and that's cool because that's already being tested and is coming in the next few years. Um, the only stipulation with this one is there's no infrastructure for it. So self-driving cars, you already have the roads and all of that, like lights, stop signs, all of that infrastructure. With these yeah. hyperloops, you would have to build it all. So that's a ways out from being a widespread thing. But they're set to start specific cities like L.A. to San Francisco um, within the next couple of years. So that's a fun future to look out for, for yeah. as well. So that's pretty much the – that's it for transportation. There's – I specifically left out space tourism from this and like space travel yeah. <laughs> since you talked about that yeah. in the last episode. That's uh, episode five if you want to learn about yeah. that. Yeah. So that's obviously a huge part of the future, but we already talked about it, so I'm skipping it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, last few things, and then I'll be done. And my little over... Obviously, I'm skipping a billion cool future things, but these are the ones that got me the most excited. Yeah. Uh, here's some just general world facts and fun honorable mentions. Um, so the population, by the 2100... By, by year 2100... They expect will be at 10.9 billion people, and analysis is actually showing that they think that the growth rate will stop at that point, hmm. which is really interesting. Based on, I guess, global fertility is falling, and uh, the growth rate has been slowly decreasing for humans. Um, so by 2100, they expect like that to be the most people again that's hmm. a weird amount of speculation and guesswork but that's what <laughs> that's what's showing yeah uh as far as median age it would go up to about 42 right now we're rocking right about 31 which i would have guessed it would have been higher yeah me too but i guess not uh and then by 2050 there will be about 438 million people in the u.s uh, as opposed to the 328 million from right okay. now. Yeah. And uh, okay. so there's like some population facts. Music, there's actually a lot of people that are worried that uh, it's going to turn into all algorithms and like self-creating music, basically. Pe like learning, AI learning what you want to hear and making it for you. Yeah. I don't yeah. personally buy that one because music is an art form and art forms, my personal belief is that art will never be able to be accomplished by artificial intelligence because art itself is like a human construct. Yeah. It might look like art, but it's not like truly art. Yeah. Is that what and you it, mean? Yeah. And I fully believe that they can replicate what you'd want to hear and like it would yeah. be a good song, yeah. but... Yep. At the same time, I don't think we'll ever lose out on the whole people creating things aspect. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree. Uh, same with any type of art. Um, 
And so, oh, here we go. Okay, rapid fire, some honorable mentions that I'm excited about. Lab food, you know, the whole thing this year with the uh, lab-grown meat that they made. Yeah, yeah, uh, yep. That, I think, if I had to make a guess, is going to be really huge. Uh, also, renewable yep. energy, of course, is just going to keep improving. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, right. And then uh, 5G isn't really a future. Well, it's next couple of years, but it's coming. But I think just instantaneous information is in our future. And I think that's terrifying. Like, no lag time. Just if you want something, boom, it's there. And I think everything will be smart. So, mm-hmm. like, picture a toothbrush that analyzes how much plaque is on your teeth or sends information yeah. to your dentist or yeah. tells you the spot you missed or, you know, uh, uh-huh. just anything, clothes that can adapt to the temperature or the weather. I mean, name anything and you can make it smart. And I think that's kind of fun all on its own. And hackable. Yeah, everything. Yeah, of if course. It's smart, it's hackable. <laughs> yeah, the world... The future is basically going to be a giant hack, I think. Everything's going to be, like, yeah. <laughs> hackable. Um, and then, okay, last four things. 3D printing, I think, is going to be the future for a lot of things. Construction, mm-hmm. um, like, manufacturing. I think a lot of that's going to be 3D printing someday once yeah. it speeds yep. up and you can make it large scale. Um, hovercrafts are out there. This isn't the future. This is right now. Mm-hmm. There's one called the Aerofax Aero X, and it can hover at 12 feet, at, and it can move at 45 miles an hour and carry like 340-something pounds, I think. Um, same thing with jetpacks. Actually, last month, a pilot of a plane called in to the L.A. International Airport saying, hey, we just saw something flying and, like, reporting it being in the airspace to uh, Mm -hmm. the control tower. And now the FBI is investigating because it was a guy with a jetpack flying around (laughs) in the airspace. And uh, I just thought that was hilarious. So one of the big jetpack companies is Jetpack Aviation, Right now they're not selling them, and they're saying they were not in charge of the guy flying around. Yeah. And they said if they were to sell them, it would be about $300,000. So I think we're a ways out from, like, mass-produced jetpacks. Yeah. Yeah. I follow the guy on Instagram, or a guy, or maybe it's it's the company, but the one where they have... They have, like, boosters on your feet and your arms. Yeah, 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 like the Iron Man-looking one, kind of. Yep, yeah, and... That, those guys do some crazy stuff. And they can, like... Yeah. Those, like, t- I saw one where he took off from a dock uh-huh. and was, like, flying next to a boat, and he went out and landed on the boat as it was moving. Yeah. I, I follow that same guy. I, we'll, put it, we'll put it in the show notes, the name of the... Yeah. Or the Instagram page. You can yeah, check yeah. it out, because there are some... And the, the, one of his posts, they actually dressed him up like Iron Man, and he flew around, and I just thought that was really cool. It's pretty awesome. Uh, and then last thing is exoskeletons. So the University of Pennsylvania made something called the Titan Arm, which is something that attaches to your arm that allows you to lift an extra 40 pounds. Um, basically just taking 
handling the weight for you with, I'm assuming like hydraulics and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's really cool that someday you could have people walking around lifting a ton of stuff, like little superheroes. I guess that's also kind of Iron Man-y. Yeah. And I guess you could, that could go with, along with prosthetics and helping people who aren't able to lift that stuff to be able to lift. Yeah, that's true. Like average, average weights of things, just weights that other, that the average person person could lift yeah. and like that might even help people get like work and stuff that's pretty cool and they said the titan arm actually was or designed to help people in like rehab situations get strength back oh cool somehow i don't i don't know how all that yeah. works but <laughs> yeah so there you have a brief fast overview of a bunch of cool future things mm-hmm I think my one thing that I've always, not always, that I think is going to be huge is VR mm. because I, I don't know if I've told you this, but I, I tried it. First time I tried it was like at a Best Buy or something. Yeah. And like looking around with the goggles, like, oh, this is really cool. Um, and then I kind of walked away thinking like, yeah, that's kind of, that's cool, but I don't know if that's going to catch on or anything like it's one of those things like Google Glass. It'll just kind of peak and then die out yeah. real quick. I thought, but then I, then I, uh, a friend of my brother's has a, an Oculus, uh-huh. some kind of VR headset, and I played around with it, and then that kind of changed my mind on it. Did it blow your and mind? It it actually did. Like I I came away from that thinking this is going to be huge. Not hmm. not necessarily in a good way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but for gaming, I think, just how real it all feels. Yeah. Is just is gonna be crazy. And I think we're gonna have some kind of ready player one scenario too. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't even mention ready player one. That's yeah. A good but thought. like I played a a game where you go up this skyscraper. And you can walk out on a plank. And I was scared to walk out on the plank, even though I was just like in my basement. <laughs> yeah. And like, they're like, okay, now step off the plank and fall to the sidewalk. And it's like, uh, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I literally had a hard time with it because it felt so real. So real. But that's so yeah, cool. I, think, I don't know how wide that's going to get outside of gaming or like. Yeah. I think I've heard they're good, they could do like surgeries with that. Like they have doctors be able to control robots mm-hmm. remotely or something. I think I've heard that, but I don't know how, how far outside of gaming. But I think it'll be pretty big. Big. Yeah. My that's my that's my That's your prediction? My bo- my big shot. All right. Bold prediction. I like it. So to all of you who are listening twenty years in the future, let us know how we did. <laughs> The future's here, man, and it is yeah. going to be a wild ride, I think. And yeah. we get to be there for, like, a bunch of it, which is kind of fun. <laughs> I hope so, yeah. Yeah, it'll be cool. But then then there's there's always going to be some kind of discussion about, like, self-driving cars. Like, oh, we shouldn't have self-driving cars, or, mm-hmm. or brain implants are evil, and stuff like that. So, yeah, that just will come with it. Who knows? Yeah, I'm sure... It, some of these things will be the heat of political b- debate someday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. 
Anyway, there you go, man. There's my topic. Cool. That's fun. I'm excited about electric cars and I don't that's probably the thing I'm most excited about. Electric cars. Electric cars. Yeah. It seems cool. I don't I don't really know much about them. But <laughs> <laughs> seems cool. It just reminds me of the scene in the office where uh you know Dwight and Andy are having their fight. And Andy pulls up in his Prius, but he's driving l- slower than five miles an hour. And they're all like, if he goes f- slower than five miles an hour, it's silent. Yeah. <laughs> he deserves the win. <laughs> all right, what cool. you got? Okay, uh, for my topic, we're going to venture out mm. onto the high seas. So, uh, so we're going to get in a boat. We're going to go off the coast. We're going to pitter-patter out. <laughs> over the over the deep ocean um mm. look all around you there's nothing around you except for sea and sky and now we're gonna get out okay into the water we're gonna I'm go down it. ready yeah okay get your uh scuba gear on and uh fall backwards into the water i've always thought that's interesting how they do that backwards yeah have you ever scuba dived uh no I'm okay, I'm trying either. to get certified soon and like take the class, but Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. So uh first of all, fifty to eighty percent of all life is in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Which whew, that's a lot of smushy, slimy, <laughs> creepy animals. Yeah. And only only ten percent of the ocean has been explored. And I think everybody knows like how big the ocean is um, and how much is unknown about it. Like we know more about the surface of the moon than the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. That's interesting, but, actually. I did not know that. Really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, okay, the, this, <laughs> this is how deep the ocean is. This kind of blew my, blew my mind. The average depth of the ocean is 12,000 feet. Really? Yeah. I would have guessed it's probably like, I don't know, a couple hundred. hundred feet, maybe a couple <laughs> <Yeah>. thousand feet. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. How many Eiffel Towers oh. is that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't know the Eiffel Tower height. Okay. So uh, we'll start at zero feet from the surface, zero feet down. Uh, right when you put your face in the water, have you heard of the mammalian dive reflex? Uh, no. Okay, so it's also called the master switch of life. But basically, humans have it. All mammals that in the ocean have it, including humans. So like whales and, and dolphins mm-hmm. and seals have it. Um, so basically, when you put your face in the water, your heartbeat lowers. Um, and you're basically able to hold your breath for longer periods of time when you're in the ocean. Really? That's cool. Yeah. I don't know ex- the exact science of how it works, but it's a it's a real thing and uh, super interesting. Yeah, I'll be right back. I, th- I, I want to. That- I have to go fill up my bathtub. <laughs> One sec. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be right back. Um, so actually, some free divers when they're out like on the boat going out to their place where they're going to dive, mm-hmm. they'll fill their goggles with water because it happens once you once your eyelids. Uh, that's really have water weird. on them or something so they just get cool water in there 
and uh it kind of starts that process and it's it's like kind of trainable so the more you dive mm-hmm. the more you have access to it the lowest heart rate that has ever been recorded was a free diver and he went down to seven beats per minute what he's underwater yeah and was still able to like do stuff <clears throat> yeah he was yep and he was totally fine and that was the lowest recorded, and then other there have been other freedivers that have been recorded at 14 beats per minute down there. So, moving on, 15 feet down, that's probably about how far I've gone. I don't know if I've gone more than 15 feet down in the water. Yeah. Because I, I can't get past the pressure in my ears and, and the fact that it's scary to be underwater. <laughs> and the fact that it's just really scary. And you can't breathe. <laughs> Okay, yeah. and then down to 20 feet, that's about the max uh, dive for a polar bear. Apparently, mm-hmm. polar bears can swim a long distance, but they can only dive about 20 feet. But I just thought that was interesting. Um, next, 25 to 30 feet is about when you're going to hit neutral buoyancy and then negative buoyancy. Neutral buoyancy is where you don't float up or down. You just kind of hover mm-hmm. in space. And I just learned about negative buoyancy, which apparently once you get past that point in the ocean it pulls you down what which that's about not freaky. okay no <laughs> so yeah that's pretty freaky to me but i i think that'd be cool to experience as long as you uh keep calm and <laughs> can swim back up <laughs> help um, help help so uh at 30 feet your lungs will collapse to about half the size that they are at the surface uh-huh and that has to do with boyle's law pressure and volume being inversely proportionate so when pressure goes up volume will go down i saw this video where um, these people had a balloon that they filled up at the surface and then dove down 60 feet Mm -hmm. and it had shrunk so much they couldn't pop they had a hard time popping it with a knife because it would it was just so oh uh, that's like loose you know like a a balloon that's been out for like a week or two and it's just kind (laughs) of like yeah just kind of sitting there and then yeah, and then they also took a balloon down to 60 feet, filled it with air at the bottom, and then pulled it up to the surface, and it had expanded quite a bit. Huh. So that's kind of like a visual picture of what happens to your lungs. Um, so down farther, 60 feet, there's the, I believe at the time, the on, currently the only underwater research lab in the world. It's called Aquarius, and it's located off the coast of Florida, and it's run by Florida... Some university in Florida, uh-huh. but um, it's been around for a while, and you have to scuba to get there, and it's it's got like a kitchen and That's bunks so and everything, cool. and and people are on there doing some research and stuff, and it's got like corals growing all over it. It's pretty cool looking. Does it have like a hotel um, feature? Uh, That'd no. be fun, <laughs> like an Airbnb you can rent yeah. it out. <laughs> not, it's not like Liechtenstein. No, man. Um, but there's, there's people that have worked there quite a bit, but I think right now it's more, it seems to be more educational and Mm -hmm. for, um, not necessarily as much scientific study, but to educate the public since it's kind of been taken on by the school. Um, that, that was just my impression. I don't know if that's true. I had a hard time finding what they're doing currently today, but yeah, pretty interesting. And people who work underwater like that are called aquanauts, which I thought was kind of cool. Aquanauts. I want yeah, it's like I officially aquanaut. want that just for the title. 
Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so down, we're going to go quite a bit further, 300 feet. Mm-hmm. That's nine times the surface pressure, and your lungs are going to shrink to the size of a baseball. Each lung is going to be the size of a baseball. Holy cow. Um, and the, the world record for the longest, the deepest free dive, and that's with no weights, no ropes, on one breath, mm-hmm. is 334 feet, which is just over 100 meters. And so his lungs were just tiny. That is so weird. Yeah. I watching some of this footage of free diving. That's terrifying. And you have to correct me if I'm wrong, but you have to come up slowly, right? Otherwise uh, you No. Actually, I just learned about this too, but only in scuba. If you because if you dive down deep, your the air in your lungs shrinks, mm-hmm. but it's still the same air. So when you go back up, it's going to expand again. But if you go, to, if you free dive down to like three hundred feet, and then take a breath of air, uh, compressed air from like a tank or something, oh. and then you go up, that that air would expand. Very dangerous, right? I don't. I don't think if you're free diving, I don't think you're ever supposed to take a breath underwater. That's weird. But if if you have if you're scuba diving, you have to come up slowly because um, it has to do with nitrogen. There's seventy percent of the air is nitrogen, and then like twenty percent is oxygen, and the rest is uh, other chemicals, other other things, <laughs> whatever whatever's in the air. Uh, That's really interesting. Well, yeah, and so nitrogen bubbles get built up. The deeper you go, the more get uh, built up and pushed out into your muscles, I think, through your, like, through your veins and, and arteries. Yeah. Maybe not arteries, but your through your veins. Um, and so that's called the bends, which is, it's also yeah. called decompression sickness when you come up too fast. And it can kind of hurt your joints and people kind of, like, curl up. From the pain, and I think that's why they call it the bends, is because like you, and you can over. die from it, right? If you oh yeah do things yeah. bad enough, yeah, it can be pretty dangerous. So you don't have to worry about that at all in free diving. Okay, good. Which pretty interesting. But I'll just stick with that. To, then, I guess you do have to <laughs> uh, hold your breath for a long time if you free dive. So okay, never mind. I'll just I guess stay away scary. from water. Yeah, <laughs> I'll stay okay, on the boat uh, and take pictures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or you can stay on the surface and just look yeah. down. Um, okay, down to 702 feet. That's the deepest free dive on a sled with a single breath of air. So a guy had a <laughs> a big, basically, helmet. That's, <laughs> it's pretty funny looking. It's like a heavy helmet. And he just, uh, just went down a rope, and then they pulled him back up. So hmm. that was not swimming. The first guy from... 330 feet was just swimming the whole time by himself with this a guide guy, rope that he couldn't touch. This guide was just kind of like used as a buoy or an anchor. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. Next, uh, the world record for the world's deepest dive of a human outside of a submarine is 1,090 feet. Holy cow. That's insane. Um, that's after uh, all color is gone because that's I forgot to say the 
the from the top of the, the surface of the ocean to about 200 meters or 656 feet is called the epipelagic zone. That's the top. Mm-hmm. And then next you get to the mesopelagic zone. And that's kind of where color, color is gone. It's just blue. Hmm. And red is actually the first color to, to disappear once you go down to the ocean. And that's why a lot of fish are red is because they just appear dark. Because that's the first color to disappear. So it's like a, a camouflage thing. Hmm. The more you know. Yeah. Um, so real quick, uh, there was a freediver named Guillaume Neri, who's a French freediver who had a number of world records freediving that was, I think, broken by this first guy that I talked about. <laughs> yeah. He said, in order to hold your breath for a long time, you don't like in and out fast and hyperventilate, but you breathe in slowly for five to 10 seconds, then you hold for five to 10 seconds, then you breathe out for 20 to 25 and focus on breathing slow and inhaling with your whole chest. Hmm. So that's a, a fun little tidbit on how to little, hold your breath for longer. A little trick. <laughs> and not just go. <gasps> <gasps> yeah, because that would probably get like your blood pumping more, which yeah, isn't yep. good. Yep. And... um I've read that it can kind of trick your body into thinking it has uh, less carbon dioxide stored in it than hmm. it really does, or something about that where it's easier to black you black out quicker. Bodies are or so weird. You'll be less aware. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man. There's so much random stuff that happens. Um. Okay. Now down to the bathypelagic zone. This is the midnight zone where there's no. Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped I skipped the mesopelagic zone. Okay, twilight zone. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, deepest scuba dive. There's a guy named Carl Stanley in Roatan, Honduras, who's built submarines. You can actually go with him down to 1,500 feet on his... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and you can you can see bioluminescent jellies and, and oh. weird creatures and giant mushy sharks down there. Does he have an Airbnb service? How big is a submarine? (laughs) Uh, It's tiny, apparently, but you can fit two people in there. Okay. Um, And down in the mesopelagic zone, we also find sperm whales. They can dive to 8,000 feet and hold their breath for an hour and a half. So they're doing a lot of up and down. Yeah. Um, They communicate with clicks and echolocation. No, they have communication clicks and echolocation clicks. So some are for echolocation, you know, is sending out a click and waiting for the response, and you can kind of make a mental 3D image of what's going on. Right. Um, And they also have communication clicks, which is how they communicate to other whales and and how some people think they try and communicate to humans. But they're kind of working on trying to decode that. Which is yeah. kind of interesting. That is if you interesting. can kind of find the whale language and translate it to English. That's so interesting. There's a lot of research going on there. That some weird stuff if you look into it. It makes um, me feel like I should be doing something cooler <laughs> with my life. Man, I've been feeling that a lot recently. With, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, and and they can see a human on the surface from a mile deep. Sperm really? whales. 
That's how accurate their echolocation is. That's crazy. They're also the loudest animal. It's over 200 decibels. Their, their clicks so loud that they can blow out your eardrum if you're next to them in the water. And there's one diver that even said he put out his hand when he was diving with a, a sperm whale. Mm-hmm. And it vibrated his hand so much that it paralyzed it for like what? a couple hours. Like from the, the, the click like vibrated it and he couldn't use it for a couple hours. No way. Just from the, the vibrations and the echo. Because it's just that loud? Clicks. Holy yeah. cow, that's really cool. Yeah. Okay, so that's sperm whales. They're super interesting, but we got to dive deeper. There's lots of, to cover. Of course. Uh, okay, next is the midnight zone. That's 1,000 meters down, which is about 3,200 feet. That's where there's no light. It's called the midnight zone for a reason. It's just completely black. And that's where 85% of ocean life lives. That's so creepy. So a majority of the ocean lives in the darkness. And yeah, so <laughs> I feel like the average, if you just took the average animal on Earth, it would probably be a deep sea creature. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe even uh, one that we've never heard of. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I'll talk about a little bit. Um, so at, tw- at 12,500 feet, that's where you'll find the Titanic Deeper oh, than that, you'll, nice. <laughs> you'll get, you'll see, uh, you'll get to the abyssal zone, which is four thousand meters, thirteen thousand feet. Um, next is the hadal zone. This is the deepest zone in the ocean. That's once you once you get to six thousand meters and below. Mm-hmm. That's uh, almost twenty thousand feet. Um, so twenty nine thousand feet is the height of Mount Everest. And you've still got thousands more feet to go before you hit the bottom. That's so crazy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you were saying that there's a lot of discoveries to be to be found down there. Most of the time when people take a sub or an unmanned drone down there, they find new animals. Like, it, <laughs> it really? happens all the time. There's actually an estimated 30 million undiscovered species in the o- ocean. And wow. that's compared to... 1.4 million known species on land. That's so there's just so like weird. Almost an unimaginable amount of creatures that they've found down there. It's just like um, a whole new... It's like just a different world on yeah, our world yeah. that we haven't even... It's, oh, it's that's so weird. awesome. It's so awesome. Um, and humans have been down to the deepest part of the oceans. It's called Challenger Deep. It's in the Mariana Trench. Um, down there, there's more than a thousand times the surface pressure. So you've got to be, (laughs) yeah, there's, there's, there's not many animals that, that live down there, but yeah, but there, there are some, are they Um, just really dense? (laughs) No, no, they're, they're actually the opposite of that. They're like a lot of jellies. There's a lot of, uh, transparent creatures that like are just, cells thick apparently and just have like a, a layer of muscle like a, a lot of jellies have a layer of muscle on the outside that helps them push the water out and propel yeah but a lot of them are really thin and because hmm. they don't have <laughs> they don't have any need they're just kind of floating around no brains or spines or bones or anything they're just kind of floating around hoping to bump into food <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of their whole life oh and th- and there's no need for looking pretty 
because like a lot of surface animals, they have like um, mating rituals and they like, there's a lot of beauty. Like a bird is going to like this bird more than this one because of its feather show, feather yeah. display or something. Uh-huh. But there's none of that down there. So they're all just kind of ugly. <laughs> ugly, but beautiful in their own way, you know? Mm, that's deep. So the deepest dive ever was 35,856 feet. And it was, that's, deepest dives are just broken because they find, they can go a little bit deeper. They find a spot that's a little bit deeper. Uh-huh. And it's only broken by like 100 feet. Um, and James Cameron actually took a sub down to the, down to Challenger Deep, the deepest part of the ocean. And um, rumor has it that he did some filming for Avatar 2. Of course he did. Which is actually supposed to come out next year. Next year, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's uh, all an underwater film, I think, right? Uh, I haven't looked into it much, but it has, has to do with the deep sea. Yeah. And uh, apparently Avatar 3 is already like 95% of the way done, too. Oh, that's exciting. And then there's going to be two more after that kind of interesting so james cameron actually went down there in a sub for a couple hours and shot some video and did some scientific research with some other people on the surface that doesn't surprise me at all but it is very cool yeah okay and the final thing that they've found on the very deepest part of the ocean Mm -hmm. was plastic what they found they found a plastic bag and some candy wrappers down there that kind of makes me sad. sad yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just like all this cool stuff and then oh oh but we even messed up down there that's nice <laughs> part of me is like it kind of feels nice if if i were were to be down there mm-hmm. it kind of is like a a reassurance like oh there's people here but then like you you think about it like oh no, this is just trash that people have left. It's kind of like that feeling I get when I've been out in the woods, and then you go out and like the first car or the first road you see. Yeah, like ah, things, civilization. Things still exist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. That's just a weird thought I had about that. So that's the deepest, deepest part of the ocean, thirty-six thousand eight hundred and fifty-three feet. Um, yeah, we haven't really talked about. A ton of animals. So I actually have a game for you. Oh, I love it. Uh, I'm going to show you some pictures of animals, and I'm going to have you guess the name of them. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I've noticed that a lot of... There's a lot of really funny names. Uh-huh. Just because I think there's so many creatures down there that people are just, like, naming them left and right, trying to keep up, you know? <laughs> Okay, so uh, go to torchlightcreative.com slash deepsea. So this is my my website, and I just thought it'd be an easy way to show it. So if you're listening, I'll link it below, and you can play along if you want. Torchlightcreative.com slash deepsea. Are you there? I, it's loading. I'm on my way. Okay. Okay, I'm here. All right, do you see the first video? Yes. All right, play, play it. now. Play it and describe it. Describe what you're seeing and then try and give it a name. Okay, here we go. So, so it's like this... Whoa, that's weird. It's like this weird little guy <laughs> who's just kind of... He has a bunch of... <laughs> it 
reminds me, like, you know the sticky hands that you would, like, fling at a window and they would, the hand would stick to the window? That's what it is. Kinda. Oh, okay, now it's off the ground and it's floating around. And now it just looks like a floating, wibbly-warbly strawberry. (laughs) Oh, and it's Strawberry. The ground is so fun. So, okay, picture like a strawberry, but then out of the bottom of it is those little sticky rubber hands, and it's just kind of like <laughs> walking around the ground. <laughs> just the way that it walks is mesmerizing. It's so weird. It's so awesome. Okay, uh, now guess guess the name of it. Guess what's named. Um, I think the best that I could do on the spot is Wibbly Warbly Strawberry. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's actually called the headless chicken sea monster. <laughs> okay, that's that is no better than what I came up with. <laughs> no, not at all. I don't. I have no idea how they came up with that name. Okay, go to the next one. <laughs> okay. Oh, this one's interesting. So this one almost looks more like an insect. I don't, do you know how big is it? So this one's just a picture. Uh, it's not they, a video. They said it can get up to a foot. Oh. Okay, yeah. I was picturing... <laughs> oh, I hate that then. Yeah. <laughs> so picture a praying mantis that had its arms cut off and fused to its face, and then it has like a fin, and apparently it's a foot long. Um, and then kind of make it look like a grilled chicken, and that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're looking at. <laughs> Yeah, it's got like the texture of a grilled chicken. Okay, so this this one is called the stoplight loose jaw. <laughs> That's a weird um, one. Oh, I, I think I see the jaw a little bit now. Yeah, shout out to Mark Letiri for making a cool song named Stoplight Loose Jaw. Anyway, mm. so it looks like it's got like two jaw joints, so it, it extends its jaw way out, and that's why it's called loose jaw. And it's called stoplight because it's got a red light and a green light on either side of its face. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go to the next one. So what you're saying is aquanauts are more creative in naming things than, like, plant biologists and... Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Okay, this one is actually... Ooh. I don't... <sighs> So this one, I don't know why I keep seeing chicken, but this is also a grilled chicken that had <laughs> some things go seriously wrong. There's like some red like at the tip of it. chicken. Yeah. yeah. And it's, there's like some, you can see the gills, I'm assuming is what that is. And there's some black around that. And it's tiny or huge. No, that's centimeters. It's probably about 40 centimeters. Oh, okay. So... <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> um, I think that's the ugliest one so far. I and it doesn't have eyes. From I can't see any eyes. It just looks like a piece of rotting chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call it chicken right. rot. <laughs> okay, uh, this one is actually called. You're kind of close. It's called the faceless fish. Oh, close. And you said it doesn't have any eyes. And it do, it does have eyes, but they're underneath the. The skin, so you can't see them. That's cool. So it's just that mouth on the left there, and nothing else. <laughs> and like a, that t- that fin can't do much. 
It's just like a little patch of fur. Yeah. Looking thing. I can't do much. All right, let's go to the next one. Yeah. Okay. Uh oh, I've seen a picture of this one before, yeah. actually. Yeah, I was yeah. This so this just straight so up weird. looks fake. Like it doesn't Yeah. It looks I've like always thought so too. Something that someone drew or a diagram in a science book. Yeah. It's a yep. fish with a transparent so most of it is black, but then like the head is transparent and you can see the brain and it looks like there's little leaves in the brain, which is also kind of weird. <laughs> Uh, super weird looking. I'm going to call it, uh, <laughs> see-through b- brain fish. <laughs> uh, this one's just simple barrel eye fish. Mm. So there's actually video of this. I, I've always thought it looked fake too, but you can look at the video and it still looks fake, but <laughs> it's just, it's, uh, it just shows a little bit more detail. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Oh, this is probably <laughs> that's just a nice. gorgeous little guy. <laughs> so it's like a little, it's like a fish that felt like being a crab that day, but didn't quite make the transformation all the way. Um, so he's just kind of sitting on the ground and he's got some, he, the most noticeable feature is his bright red lips. <laughs> uh, and it looks like he got some liposuction actually to like you know, enhance his lips a little bit more even. Yeah, they're they're big, big old <laughs> lips. I'm going to call him uh, Kardashian Crab. <laughs> okay, good guess. Um, he's actually got a, a little snout between his eyes too that you can't see in this picture, but it's got a big old goblin nose too. This one is called the Red-Lipped Batfish. Mm, okay. These are, these are you, sh- you should look up some video of, of these walking around because these are like, they are fins, but they use them to walk. So they they kind of just like plop uh, around, <laughs> plop them around and propel themselves with their back tail. It's really funny looking. That is okay. Hilarious. Let's go to the last one. Oh, that is not a pretty thing. <laughs> it's just a big no no fish. Uh, okay, so that this one looks just to give you the best description that I can. This looks like a Muppet uh, that was put in the wash on accident and then like fed to a Chihuahua <laughs> and its eyes yeah, are also okay. like sticking out. So Oh, definitely. Uh, it's just like a little monster. If you're listening to this, you definitely need to go and scroll through these because they're really funny looking. Uh, what's the name of it? I, I couldn't even come up nothing. with anything. I don't <laughs> <Nothing>. <laughs> uh, Muppet in the wash. Uh, yeah. This is called the Frogfish. Okay. And I have no idea how they... It looks nothing like a frog. No. Maybe it's big mouth, but I, that's not like its most distinguished feature. I would say the most distinguished fi- distinguished feature is either that it has, like, fur <laughs> looking, <laughs> or that its eyes are, like, floating above its body. No, I think its eye is that little white circle. I think... That's well, looking, yeah. That's what I'm looking at, but it looks like it's just kind of floating, oh, floating off, like the amongst there. the fur. <laughs> oh yeah, it looks like on the nose they've got some kind of like lure up there too. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, that's I thought that'd be fun. Um, that's the deep sea. Um, I think that's all I got. I guess real quick, I'll 
do you want to do a, a quick 30 second recap of what of your topic why people should vote for you and then I'll do the same uh sure yeah so I yeah. basically gave a brief overview of some exciting things and some scary things that are to come so the future with tech and transportation and just kind of the whole world is gonna be a exciting time in my opinion and uh, I just wanted to get you guys excited for that. And uh, I took I took you all on a deep dive down to the bottom part of the ocean. We <laughs> learned about uh, negative buoyancy. We learned about how your lungs collapsed, collapsed to the size of a baseball at certain depths. We've learned about creepy animals that should not exist, but they do. <laughs> And uh, and we've talked about sperm whales, which can uh, paralyze and even kill people because their echolocation clicks and vibrations are so loud. And uh, the ocean is scary and big. <laughs> That's the, uh, the theme of the episode. Is it cool? But the ocean creepy. and the future is scary and big. <laughs> scary, yeah. <laughs> uh, the the fear of the sea is called thalassophobia. Mm-hmm. And if you Google that, there. <laughs> if you don't have thalassophobia already, you will. So maybe I shouldn't Just, Google it. Is what you're saying? No, you definitely should. Just some like massive manta rays and creepy eels. It's pretty awesome. Nice. But anyway, okay. Um, so Let's we'll have people vote. We've got links below for to go to the poll. Um, but then you can also vote on Instagram, Reddit, and Twitter yes. at Learn Podcast, and vote for me. No, no, and, no, no, uh, no, no, no. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Um, vote for the winner, and whoever loses will do the punishment. Uh, yeah, tell them the punishment we decided for this week. Yeah, so we've had some specific people voting on our social media um, pretty continuously for this one punishment, so we thought we'd finally do it this episode. And that is every meal for one day has to be spaghetti um, that's been blended up and you drink it. So, <laughs> which just, it seems terrible. But that's that's the one we're doing this week, blended spaghetti. You asked, we're listening, it's happening. So uh, thank you. And no thank you, Allie Newton, for sending that one in multiple times. <laughs> so please, please, please vote for me. I already ate spicy food. Kind of over the whole food thing. So just make Josiah do it. Well, uh, I lost three in a row. And I think it's Caleb's turn to lose three <laughs> no. in a row this time. So there we go. All right. Well, uh, I, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought that... This was a lot of fun to talk about yeah, big, scary it's, things. It's, it's always so much fun. I look forward to this a lot. Yeah. Um, I hope it's not too awkward and uncomfortable for you, but I really enjoy this and uh, <laughs> getting to do a podcast with you. Oh, <laughs> the best. Oh, also, I got to say this. This might be a little more sappy, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I've noticed when I'm on Instagram and I see a photo that you've liked, I like instantly like it, even though I don't know... <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't read it or anything. It's like, oh, if Caleb's like this, it's gotta be it's good. It's gotta be good. 
That's funny. I, I bet we follow a bunch of the same people too. Just Probably. like people posting interesting random stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. This is a lot of fun. I enjoy yeah. this a lot. Learn Me Something is about to hit the double digits in episodes. And uh, yeah. I, I, I have loved every second, Josiah. <laughs> and to all you people listening, we didn't plan this weird little sappy section, but we hope that you also have loved every second of it. <laughs> yeah. And I love you, listeners. And we, <laughs> okay, we should be done. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Okay, uh, should we have Larry play us out? Yeah, do it. All right. Play us out, Larry. <laughs>